Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown. In what is turning into our continuing series on uh, education in Alberta and the curriculum in Alberta, we are joined today by happy circumstance, no less, because of the announcement that uh, Adriana Lagrange made. Um, we set this interview up uh, a few days ago because we wanted to talk about some events that are that are going on in the province. But Adriana Lagrange made an announcement, and I am so excited to be among the first to congratulate our guest. Our guest today is again Dr. Angela Grace. She is one of the people who is key in organizing the events that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. But Dr. Grace, with Adriana Lagrange's announcement that she's not implementing the curriculum. Congratulations, you won. How does it feel? Um, I didn't win anything. <laughs> it is what what she's done is declared publicly that only part of it is going to be implemented. The you know K to K to three English language arts math and K to six phys ed and wellness. However. The point that is missing is the K to six wellness is such a horrific Frankenstein draft that is going to cause harm. It should be the first thing that is absolutely scrapped. So although appearance wise, it looks like, you know, it is, it is a small win. She did back down on, on some things. We are nowhere even near close because they are still going in the, she's still going in the same direction as she's always gone, which is ramming things through, plowing things over everybody and not consulting with the actual experts. The, oh, I have so much to say, Nate. <laughs> it, it almost sounds like, Dr. Grace, it, it almost sounds like you're, you're saying that they announced a, a small concession in order to hide the the larger agenda that's that's still being being rammed through but that would be so off brand for this government uh, <laughs> right <laughs> so is that what's happening are they are they still ramming through a good chunk of the curriculum yes oh they're still ramming everything through they've just taken a small pause right now like people there's just been this progression of ignoring ignoring experts um, who are actually speaking out loud and saying things using their own handpicked buddies like who exactly is this committee for implementation and where where is the like the bothersome thing to me right now is all of these engagement sessions and public feedback and have your say surveys are all just lip service where is the evidence for the public? Where, where is the summary of the have your say surveys online that everybody can see? Why did these surveys come up? And then the draft curriculum started to change, wording changes, it became this dot to dot, cut and paste. Like there were changes happening online, like one day it was there, the next day it wasn't, one day it's in grade four, the next day it's moved to grade two, like it's just bizarre. And then this whole rigmarole of how many, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent on this Argyle group to do engagement surveys in February, there is no way that Argyle group has handed her that report. So she is making this announcement without actually looking at what the public feedback is. I went to three of those Argyle <clears throat> engagement sessions and 
the, you know, it, it's so troubling. It, it's so appalling, actually. Troubling isn't even the right word. Appalling is the right word. Is, is that there were only two questions. What is positive about the draft curriculum? And what can be improved? That is not good research. Like that is not an open-ended question. That is a leading directed question. So I'll tell you, Nate, I had some fun when I went to the PE and wellness one first. So the first engagement session that like, that was the first one that I went to. So first it was a 10 minute intro. That's fine. The group, you know, they had to organize things. And then they showed 20 minute video, which was all propaganda from the government about how great the curriculum was. And it was, it was so generic. It didn't speak to the actual topic that there, that there was. Um, And then, and then we could put in comments because it was on Zoom, we could type in comments, and then they broke us into different groups. And so we only had 15, 20 minutes in each group. And they said they were recording it. Well, I got the party started by saying this draft is garbage and needs a complete moratorium. And the Argyle group didn't know what to do with that. They're like, oh, we're looking for positive things. And I'm all, there is none. And so that kind of got people going with their concerns. And what was really worried me, Nate, is the groups I went to, the highest number in the group was only 18 people. I'm sure some of the sessions had more people, but if we look at this, there's probably fewer Albertans that attended these engagement sessions because let's face it, we're all exhausted right now. And the last thing we wanna do is attend another meeting. So, probably fewer people attended and gave feedback than like the University of Alberta is putting on these sessions for discussion about the curriculum by, you know, by educational experts. I think there's more people attending those than there are people giving feedback about, about the curriculum. And we're also tired. Like how many times can we bang our head against a brick wall? Is so what's I, happening here. And so I, the truth I, is, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I, I guess I have to take my congratulations back then. Yep. You're going to have to take it back until there's a complete moratorium on, uh, on the entire draft. And, pe- you know, the hard thing is, is people take health education for granted. Eat nutritious food, go to gym class, you're fine. We're just coming out of a world pandemic. Like, I, 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 no, that's not the wrong wording. We're not, we are still in a world pandemic. We're not, we're not out of it yet. Forget I said that. We're, so we're in this time where there's severe mental health issues with kiddos and adults, let's face it. We've got this government ramming things down our throats that Albertans are stunned by and don't want. Um, we've got teachers stressed out of their heads. And now they're still supposed to, implement part of a draft curriculum that experts like myself have said this is harmful and dangerous and it is like so at the end of the month on march 30th i'm i'm doing a deep dive into the wellness curriculum um (laughs) i thought oh i'll do you know 20 or so slides just to show people parts of it no i have 75 because it needs to be seen. And honestly, that is the, what I'm doing is the tip of the iceberg. Like it is, it is literally, I'm calling it a Frankenstein draft because 
it is literally cut and pasted wording changes here and there that have no scope and sequence. There's no, there's no sense to them. It, for example, so last year when the draft first came out, I did, you know, spent 50 hours in three days doing a review of it, wrote, wrote a report, submitted it, um, saying how dangerous this is, giving, giving best practice, you know, recommendations, how this can be, be resolved. And the only changes that have happened is they removed the word weight from the curriculum. They changed the, because measuring and weighing kids in school directly leads to eating disorders. I'll just say that. They changed the word measure to observe. So now you're getting kids observing changes in the body. And they tacked in, cut and pasted the words body image. So, and then they're telling the public, oh, we, we revised it and we changed it. Well, I've been studying this for 20 years and it takes a significant amount of work to be an educator who is also a mental health and prevention specialist. And so it's frightening to me to see that they're bragging to the public, oh, we're going to talk about body image, but literally that's all they've done is put the word body image in there. And that, that is nowhere near sufficient for teachers. Um, to to be teaching. The other thing that's missing that the previous draft had was the, the 2018 draft, which was brilliantly written and ready to be piloted. You know, here's the thing, Nate. If, we, if, if the government said, okay, fine, we are going to implement PE and wellness, but we're going to let teachers pilot the 2018 draft, there would not be a single lashback from it. I'd be like, now you congratulate, now you can congratulate me. Because that's what needs to happen. The 2018 draft was brilliant, collaborative, um, inclusive. Teachers would have zero problem implementing that draft. This draft is going to leave teachers with with two full time jobs, they're going to be working with the kids from, you know, 830 till three, have a quick dinner break, maybe go for a walk. And then they're going to have to spend their evenings and weekends planning how not to cause harm to their kids. So when the 2018 draft is implemented and or even piloted, that's when we can throw a celebration party. Okay. It's interesting you say that because we've heard from, um, well, I'll put it this way. I, I, I know for a fact that the NDP have said that they want to get rid of the, the, the UCP draft. Um, we, we had a conversation with the leader of the Alberta party, uh, and he also said that he wants to get rid of the, the UCP draft, uh, unequivocally. It, there was no like, well, there's some good parts. It was just like, no, it needs to go. I imagine, he said cautiously, that the, the Alberta Liberals are probably not on board with the draft either, although they're, they're very quiet. Um, and so to this point, the only party that has had anything good to say about the UCP draft is the UCP, and they're even taking steps back from it. So it, it's... it's to me that, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but to me that speaks to the fact that the, the curriculum isn't evidence-based. Because if it was evidence-based, um, 
and it was informed by uh, subject matter experts. And, and, and when I say subject matter experts, I'm not just talking about content. I'm talking about delivery and, and curriculum design. Um, if, if all of those things are in place, then it would be very easy for the UCP to say, oh, no, we built this thing. It's bulletproof and, and defend it. But instead of that, what they're saying is, oh, no, we built this thing. It's bulletproof. Oh, except for maybe this part. And, oh, also there's this part. And we're going to, like, it, it feels like they've rolled a completely unprepared product off of the assembly line. And they're now trying to still advance the agenda that's embedded in that product. But they're having to take ownership of the fact that, that there are, are parts of it that are on fire. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, and, and you said something really interesting about it being evidence-based. So, of course, I have the draft wellness curriculum here highlighted, written over, because this is what I do. I analyzed it. An interesting thing that I found, and then I went to the curriculum um, comparison website, which I don't know who did that, but I love them. I hope they reach out to me so I can you know, just tell them what an amazing job they did. So they've got the current draft, they've got the 2021 draft, and the December 2021 draft after some of the changes, you know, that were made. And then the 2018 draft is there. When I started looking at that, the UCP have literally taken the some, not all, but some of the essential knowledge and skills from the 2018 draft, copied and pasted the knowledge into the 2021 draft. But the, so the interesting thing for, for me with that is the 2018 draft had essential knowledge and skills. They had a different wording for it. It was like guiding, you know, guiding questions. So they had, they had the, the what of what needed to be taught. They also had the how to teach it. So you know, ideas about how teachers can actually teach it. And then they had the why. So they had the essential knowledge. So the factual knowledge, they had the procedural knowledge of how to teach it, and the conceptual knowledge of why we need to teach it. And every single one had literacy, how it how it compares with literacy, how you can integrate literacy into it, how you can integrate math into it, and how you can integrate First Nation, Métis, and Inuit knowledge into it. So basically, the 2018 draft had all of these pieces. The 2021 draft just steals the, steals the basic facts, sticks it over here, and gives teachers no idea how, how to actually implement or where it fits. And then with this rich feedback and the online surveys, it's literally, oh, well, we better move this here. We better move this here. Like, it's just, it's this scramble which actually and i'm going to declare this 2021 draft actually this 2022 draft that they want to implement is worse than the one that came out last april it's worse that's impressive because <laughs> that one was a train wreck and this one's worse the so the other thing that they've done is they've had you know, parent, they, they said, oh, okay, everybody fill out, fill out this, fill out this online survey. Okay, so anybody can fill it out. Well, what about people filling it out that have no curriculum knowledge, no educational background, no teaching background? They're just like, 
oh, well, we want dinosaurs. Great. But teachers and educators are the ones who can do this. It, it's, it's astounding to me. And then the fact that they are rolling forward without releasing the Argyle report and without releasing what the actual public is saying for these online surveys, because I can guarantee it is not good and they're hiding it. It's fascinating to me about the, the fact that they are, are trying to grassroots uh, a curriculum because, I mean, one of the things that we have seen over and over again from this, from this government, particularly this premier, is a rejection of expertise. And he seems to like to try to present things in this sort of folksy down home way of like, ah, oh, shucks, you know, anybody can do this. Um, and that, that really does minimize the, the role and the importance of expertise, particularly when we're talking about incredibly complex situations. We've seen it with the, the pandemic where he tried to, to simplify the uh the severity of covid from the outset he then tried to to play the whole um well you know the average age of albertans at death is really you know 82 and most people are dying from covid at 83 so it's like you're getting a bonus here um despite what the medical experts have said just this week we saw alberta health services release a uh, a memo regarding the vaccination policy for employees and in it the opening line was at the direction of the government of Alberta. So there's this, there's this persistent resistance to recognizing the value and importance of expertise. And the unfortunate thing to me with that is that what you end up getting is a lower quality product. Like if somebody came to me and said, Nate, I want you to build a Formula One race car. I might be able to come up with a cardboard box that looked vaguely like a picture that I Googled off the internet, but it would not have the performance of a Formula One race car. You need to have people who, who know how to build that. And it, it seems like with this curriculum, what he's done is he's handed out a bunch of cardboard boxes and markers and said, build a Formula One race car. And, and meanwhile, all the expert mechanics are sitting back going like, oh my God, what are you doing? Am, am I off base with that? No, you're not. I actually just um, did that on, made a post about that on Twitter the other day, is, is that basically what they're doing is they're getting just general people to submit their, submit their ideas. And so I said, yeah, like it would be like me saying, I'm going to build, you know, let's build a bridge from Calgary to Edmonton. And then I just went online and grabbed a child's drawing of a bridge. It didn't even have, like, it was literally this wavy bridge. It didn't have an end point or a beginning. It was just floating in space. And I'm like, here, here's, here's my, here's my bridge, but the architects are going to say, and the, you know, the, the bridge designers are going to say, that is an epic fail and that's not going to work. And Jason Kenny is saying, oh, well, that's the bridge I want. And that's what's happening here. And that's the phrase. I mean, part is it's been nearly a year, like March 30th. It's a year that we've been fighting this and saying like the experts have, have said everything that we can say. The teachers have a 99% non-confidence vote, 95% in, in, you know, Minister LaGrange. The, there's 95% of teachers are saying they don't, 
you know, that they know that this curriculum is going to be detrimental to our kids and they are still being completely ignored. Yeah, there was that survey that was released today. Yeah, that that said 5% of, of teachers believe that the, the, the curriculum will have positive effects on kids. And, and that's, I mean, uh, that, t- I mean, five, we can get four to five dentists to agree on what toothpaste or gum is good. I feel like we should be able to do better than 5% of teachers agreeing <laughs> that this curriculum is good. Right. <laughs> and then there's the whole piloting process. Okay. Less than 1% of schools have piloted. Most of them are private and charter schools. I want to read their reports on what it was actually like piloting it. And the other dangerous thing with this piloting is I was a teacher. September's a write-off. Like nothing happens in September. You get to know your kids. You get, especially if you teach elementary, like I taught grade one. So you get to know the kids, you get, you, you get them into routines, you know, you just start with the basics. So basically, and especially now in a pandemic, I mean, kids were just barely getting back to school. There was the whole masking issue to deal with, like, you know, and teachers stressed out of their heads. So September, hard. So piloting would happen October, November. So maybe eight weeks, maybe the first week in December. December, right off. Christmas holidays, kids are tired. Teachers are tired. You get through the days, um, you know give kids lots of coloring and art and stuff to do. And then it's Christmas holidays. So basically it was piloted for nine weeks, October, November, maybe a week in December. And then let's roll forward, maybe a good four weeks in January, but oh no, Adriana LaGrange took out the first week, you know, gave the kids an extended holiday because of, you know, masking. Um, So that, that week's a write off. So basically we're looking at maybe 13 weeks of piloting part of the draft that experts say is harmful and dangerous and it's being rammed through like to me as in like my work borderlands on mental health and and education so I walk I walk that line but the wellness curriculum the PEM wellness curriculum you know yes I believe it should be one of the first piloted absolutely but it needs to be done so well that it's actually supportive to students and teachers. And this one is not that. Like, it is not that. There are so many gaps. And, you know, I, it's just appalling to me, the First Nation, Métis, Inuit tick boxes. Like, there's nothing. And then there's all of a sudden a statement of, oh, First Nation, Métis, Inuit rely on community for, um, for mental health and resolving problems. Where's the background before that? Like, where's, where's the medicine wheel? Where, you know, where's, where's the inclusion of family? Where's any, any of the actual teachings? And by the way, which... Um, which, which group are they looking at the teachings for? Is it Blackfoot? Is it Cree? Is it Anishinaabe? What it, what is it? It's, it's nothing. It's, it's, and I think it's, it's important. Like I go back to the, the conversation that I had with, with Andrea Wilman, where she talked about, and she like took apart one of the, the outcomes. And I think that it's really important to highlight that when you're talking about some of these things with kids, 
you have to remember that, that a lot of kids, I mean, I would argue some adults, but a lot of kids don't have the, the background lattice work of what does that mean? So when you talk about, you know, First Nations or Indigenous peoples uh, rely on community for mental health supports. Well, what are, what are mental health supports? And, and what do they do differently? Like, there's a whole big question around how there that, that if you don't provide that context and information, it doesn't provide any sort of insight or meaning, which I suppose a naive person might think would be the, the point of, of an education. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I want to go back for a quick sec to the consultation part. Um, because you said that there were two questions that they had, that they asked. Could you say again what those two questions were? Um, what is positive about the curriculum and what can be improved? So I guess, like, I want to take a sec to unpack those and provide some context because like we did, we did the, the bit at the beginning where we celebrated the fact that Adriana LaGrange rolled back the, the curriculum because that's how a lot of people are going to interpret it. And that's, that's flawed. And I think that if we're going to talk about the quality of feedback that the Argyle group would have received, we have to have a conversation about the quality of the questions as well. And so to me, the, the first thing that comes to my mind was, is, uh, you know, what are the positive things about it? If I go up to a, a five-year-old who's holding an ice cream cone and I, I swat it out of their hand and then I say, now, what did you like about that? It's it's going to be real hard for that kid to come up with, with any kind of an answer. But any answer that they do come up with is going to be framed within the, the context of, well, you just knocked the ice cream cone out of my hand. Like, I guess you didn't hit me in the face, so that's nice. Um, but it, it, it doesn't acknowledge the fact that the kid was holding an ice cream cone. And I can't help but wonder, um, to, to take this clumsy metaphor and make it even clumsier, the, the 2018 draft that, again was not the NDP draft. This was a draft that was piloted, that was developed over multiple governments. Um, the government did the right thing so all those years. Step away. Yeah. Just step away, let teachers do their jobs, go back, say, this is what we've got, this is what everybody says, and it's good to go. Like, we are three years behind piloting this draft. Like, it could be... It could be a foundation of schools right now, and we would not be having this conversation. But that's although you that, know what, thanks, thanks, Jason Kenny and Adrienne Lagrange for for doing this because it's really introduced me to amazing people like you and Andrea Willman and Dr. Carla Peck and like just all of these fabulous people that I probably wouldn't have had anything to do with before. So you know. Thanks for bringing together a band of people who care. There's your positive thing. There's my positive thing. <laughs> now, as much as I want to talk about, I mean, we could spend a lot of time talking about how horrible the, the proposed curriculum is and how there's a, a continued shell game going on with this government in regards to like, oh, well, we'll do some things, but we're still going to do the main things. Um, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to have you on tonight was to talk about what can people do about that? The consultation part is done, but if we've seen anything from this government, mm -hmm. it's not 
the official channel work that initiates change. It's yeah. the kinds of things that the the group that you're involved with are putting together for April 2nd. So let's talk about April 2nd. What's going on April 2nd? Well, here's here's the deal with that. It, it actually started off as a joke. Um, so in December, there was a rally for public education in Calgary and where we, you know, talked about talked about public education, you know, the fear, fears of the decimation that's happening. This was right after Adriana Lagrange um, announced that she was taking the teacher disciplinary process away from the ATA, even though the ATA has done it perfectly fine for, you know, a very, very, very long time. So it was, it was about that. And at the very end, so I was the last speaker. And I said, at the end, that the way Adriana Lagrange and Jason Kenny is treating education and teachers and this curriculum is an effing joke. So we should have our next rally on April 1st. <laughs> so it started off, honestly, as a smart ass joke. <laughs> but now it's serious. It is serious. And the reason we chose April 2nd instead of April 1st is because it because it's a Saturday. So we we chose the second. And you know, with this, with this, with the, the announcements that's come out with the new budget that's come out, which is, you know, cutting even more to public education, um, not rehiring, you know, what was it? 20,000 people, 20,000 um, educational assistants, educational assistants were let go at the beginning of 2020. Like there's no talk of rehiring the back. So our kids are going to suffer. And then with these announcements about the curriculums going forward, like we're just done. And what's happening is there's a Twitter storm, there's a social media storm, and people are edgy and antsy. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. Let's stand together across the province wearing red for ed, um, talk about the curriculum and say, absolutely ditch the draft. So it is intentionally a ditch the draft curriculum rally or protest. Um, respectful and family friendly. So in Edmonton, Dr. Dr. Carla Peck is leading the charge and, and, and having speakers and, and emceeing the event at the legislature building. So 12 till two, well, 12 till whenever we're done um, at the legislature, I'm leading the charge in Calgary, um, Dustin from the Albertans, Justin and Andrea from the Albertans reject the Facebook group are leading one in um, in Grand Prairie, there's a woman re leading one in Lethbridge. And we're looking at, honestly, if, because we also know this is significantly going to impact rural areas, but not everyone from a rural area can come to a major center. So we're proposing, if you want to host, if you want to host a protest from 12 till 2 on April 2nd, we will give you the package, we will give you the speeches. Or if you just want to meet at your local UCP MLA's office, post-it notes on the on the window, um, take hand, take, take letters, you know, submit them because they have to respond to, they don't have to respond to emails, but they have to respond to written letters. And then chalk, chalk away. And we need to send a very clear message from Albertans saying ditch the draft and respect our teachers. Like enough is enough. This has to stop. Okay. So that's uh, what's a, happening on April 2nd. Perfect. 
Um, where, okay, so let's talk about, do we know where this is happening yet? Like, we, I know, obviously, you said Edmonton, Grand Prairie, Lethbridge, Calgary. But where in Edmonton, where in Calgary, where can people go to get these details? Edmonton at the Legislature Building. Calgary at, um, what's it called? Oh, shoot, the name escapes me. It's, um, it's a, it's a... <laughs> in Calgary, it's usually City Hall or McDougal Plaza. McDougal, thank you. Yes, it's McDougal go. Plaza. Um, Lethbridge is going to be City Hall. Grand Prairie is going to be City Hall. Uh, probably Red Deer is going to be um, LaGrange's office. It's convenient. It's convenient, and it's it sends a strong message. But the biggest thing is just everyone family friendly. Wear red for Ed. Bring your signs. Bring your chalk. Be ready to stand together for you know an hour, two hours. Take take tons of pictures, flood social media. And I challenge everybody to, you know, bring two people or at least talk to talk to two people a day about it and say, you know what, this is serious. Like this, this is so serious. And people just, you know, brush it off. Oh, the government knows what they're doing. No, no. In this case, they don't. In this case, they are ramming something through that is going to hurt our kids. It is going to hurt education. It is going to hurt our teachers. So we need to stand together. Okay. Is there a a uh, a Facebook group? Uh, there's a people... there's a web we have a we have a website for it. It's actually well, ditchthedraft.ca. So website www.ditchthedraft.ca, um, and all the information is going to be on there. Like honestly, if people step forward and want to do a protest in their area, just reach out so we can add on add on the location. That's all we need. Just people gathering and saying enough is enough. Adriana Lagrange. Oh, I'll just take a sip here. <laughs> oh, and just a, an interesting thing. So a year ago, I asked to meet with Adriana Lagrange. No response. I've I've sent multiple emails about everything. Um, I finally reached out to her constituency office and said, "Look, I've been waiting a year. I, I've been waiting nearly a year for this. So can you get the ball rolling?" So. They said, like the constituency office manager said, yeah, send me your email and we'll get it set up. Literally, Nate, right before this, I got a, I got a phone message saying, oh, um, I, 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 sent, I sent your information to Alberta Education and they said that they've responded to all your emails. No, Nate, they've given me generic form letter responses that everybody across the province gets. They have not attended to any, any of my questions about the draft curriculum. None. I bet, though, if, if they, they wanted to, they could probably say they answered two questions. Probably. What's, what's, so let's, let's, let's play this game. What's the, what's the positive thing about your interactions with Adriana Lagrange? Well, you know what? A positive thing is it's actually... It's actually strengthened my ability to speak and not question if what I'm if what I'm saying is 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 correct. It it's strengthened the fact that I know I am backed up by 20 years of evidence-based best practice research. And you can't argue with that. 
like you can't you can't argue with evidence-based educational research you can shoot the messenger and boy i mean i'm being shot at a lot nowadays but you can't argue with that so when i say you know when i say this curriculum has significant holes in it i have a ton of research behind me that shows what the holes are and i said the same thing in 2017 when i reviewed that draft curriculum I said, this has significant gaps in it. Where's the First Nation, Métis, Inuit, Elder, and Knowledge Keeper information? Where's the Francophone information? This is going to, talking about calories, is going to contribute to eating disorders. And they listened. So it's so aggravating to be saying the exact same thing I said five years ago to a new audience and being completely dismissed completely and utterly dismissed. What's, what's something that could be done to improve your, your interaction <laughs> with Well, if this actually happened, you know, if there was actually some listening, if there was reaching out, if there was saying, you know what, we hear you and what can we do to repair this? I volunteered. I volunteered to help repair it. And now I'm volunteering my time to end it to end it bonus question yeah so april 2nd is the uh the protest and the rally to get to ditch the draft yes um april 9th is another big day in the province on a scale of one to ten how much is april gonna suck for jason kenny do you think <laughs> it it's going to be a very interesting month I think it's going to be a very interesting week. Yeah, because it'll be it'll be the Saturday, the Saturday to the Saturday, and uh, the our 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 wonderful Patreon supporters have have put me in a position where it, it looks like I'm going to have to be going up to Red Deer on the ninth. So that should be at the very least. It'll be entertaining no matter what happens. I think. Well, if you want to pick me up, I'll do a road trip with you. You know, I'm I'm getting to the point where there might have to be a bus because the number of people that are saying, um, "Hey, I'm going too," um, because they have a very particular goal in mind, is is it's really quite stunning. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think uh, it's it's going to be a, a very very interesting week. Um, you know, you know, Nate. What's what's ramping up now is. People are so tired. Like I am, I am tired. I realized it's been nearly a year and I've done literally everything I can. I, I started politically correct and, and polite in, in my review. And I've gotten increasingly snarky because I don't care anymore. Like if they're not listening, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it like it is. Um, you know, I did the six part, honestly, the end of December, when I, when I did the, the last, like I did a six part media timeline series, when I did at the end of December on my Christmas holidays, by the way, um, I thought, okay, I'm done. And now apparently I need to do part seven because people aren't, aren't fully understanding the severity of it. And like, if we put all the pieces together, it is a decimation of public education 
It is a dumbing down of the curriculum. It is making life so much more difficult for all school staff. You know, I would not want to be a school principal right now, dealing with everything they need to deal with. You know, and here's the other thing, like the school trustees were hired, you know, they were, they were voted in. And they, the, the CBE school trustees have released a statement that there is to be no, they recommend zero implementation, go back to the drawing board and don't implement anything until 2024. So I would like to see the names and talk to or read the reports of these supposed experts that Adriana Lagrange is basing all of her statements on because I sure don't know anybody who agrees with this. I know where to find those. You do? I do. Mm. Uh, all you need is a subscription to the Dorchester Review and you will find all of your answers right there. Seriously? <laughs> well, I feel like for at least the social studies curriculum, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, and then, like, I don't, I don't know if you caught the, this, this is going to be a fun video um, that comes out. So I got to do the CBE laugh and learn with the debaters and Dr. Carla Peck, Medina, Medina Musa. Um, it was, it was fantastic. Like it was, it was so great. And they're going to be releasing that. They're going to be releasing not the debaters part, but the, you know, but the the Q and A and discussion. And Marin and she was great at it as well. So. We, we, need to keep, we need to keep talking about this and it's not over until there's a full moratorium on that draft. And I'm gonna say it, new government leadership that actually respects educators, children, families, special needs, First Nation Métis Inuit, BIPOC, um, immigrants, English as a second language, like every single facet of education and families and children is going to be affected. And we need a government that respects educators and listens to experts. April 2nd and April 9th. Mark your calendars. April 2nd, April 9th. And if you want to learn more about the wellness or the unwellness curriculum, um, March 30th, um, Wednesday night, I'm doing an honest, authentic, open discussion and Q&A. And there will be no gaslighting and there will be no avoiding questions. So, how, okay, let's talk about that for a quick second before I let you go. Um, what, what, what is that? How do people get to be a part of it or observe it? Um, what, that, see, I didn't know about that. So now you have yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's Eventbrite. So it's, on, it's online and it's um, you know, a deep dive into the unwellness curriculum. People could reach out to me and get the information for it. Um, they can register, register online. But honestly, it was just, I got fed up of shouting into the void and people asking me questions and I'm all over the place. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it all at once and stay until, stay until it's done. Okay. Well, we will include the link to that in the, the, the show notes, I think is what the pros call it. Um, well, and especially because it is the only chunk that is going to be K to six, that is so full of holes, it is going to be harmful. And people need to understand we cannot take health education for granted in schools. Also, it is not fair to put all this on phys ed teachers 
And it's not fair to add high school financial literacy objectives for elementary. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> oh, I'm so well, glad I have a snarky, sarcastic sense of humor because I think it's the only thing that's keeping me going nowadays. That's true. Um, Dr. Grace, where can people find you? Uh, I mean, you said people can reach out to you uh, for this event on the 30th. Where can people do that? How do they follow your your adventures? Um, well, I'm on Twitter and, and I post things on the Albertans Reject the Curriculum Facebook group as well. So those are the Twitter's the main place right now, but Albertans Reject the Curriculum Facebook group is, a, is another place. And then, yeah, you can email me if you want to, but uh, I don't always have time to respond to everything. So Twitter is probably the easiest place. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. Please pass thank on you. our thanks to the group of people that you're putting this April 2nd event on um, with. We're looking forward to for sure attending the Calgary one and putting our own little breakdown spin on things. Awesome. Uh, and we're hoping to get some people up for the Edmonton one as well so we can do a, a, a provincial-ish coverage of this yeah. provincial event. And I, I, would, I would love if people from any area across Alberta wanted to reach out and say, hey, how do I organize this in my area? I've never, I, I've never done this before, but apparently I, I did the September one. So apparently this is what I do now. And it's actually pretty easy. There you go. We're red. Stand together. Say ditch the draft. You're done. <laughs> Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then... So I will look forward uh, to that celebration when there is a full moratorium on this draft and there's a new government team leadership that respects teachers. And, and we'll have you back on when that happens so I can congratulate you properly. Sweet. That would be awesome. 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 Thank Thanks you, again. Nate. As always, if you appreciate the kind of content that we're trying to produce here at The Breakdown, we would love it if you swung by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash thebreakdownab and signed up for a small monthly sponsorship of the work that we're trying to do here. It is because of the support that we receive from our Patreon sponsors that we're able to continually up our game, and it is tremendously appreciated. So I want to throw a big thank you out to them, and you can go ahead and visit that website and join and support us as well because we need all the help we can get. Thank you so much for your attention. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of these important conversations. And we will see you next time on The Breakdown.